Welcome to the Answers for Elders radio show. Meet the trusted experts who will give you straight answers and will help guide you on the path of later life care. Now, here's your host, founder, caregiver, and CEO, Suzanne Newman. And welcome back, everyone, during this hour with Rebecca Bowman, the CEO of SASH Senior Living. And for those of you that are listening, you might be a senior that's thinking about, you know, how do I downsize my house? Maybe I missed the market. Maybe it's not a good time now. Maybe there's all kinds of changes. I'm hearing some things. And we're here with Rebecca because she is in the trenches. She knows what's going on in our real estate market here in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. I know that you, Rebecca, you shared many statistics with us that we'll wrap up um, later in this hour about that. But I really want to talk to you. Um, We're talking about the tips on what is important in selling your home. So where are we at, Rebecca? Well, you know, we, we've been blazing through these tips and we've got three more in this segment. So I'm excited to jump in. And these are all the things that sellers should expect in a changing market in order to have a successful sale. And so the next one is it's okay to expect buyers to ask for concessions. So people say, what are concessions? Well, it's basically things that a buyer asks for from the seller to help Mm -hmm. with the sale. Mm Mm-hmm. And like closing costs or things like that. Exactly. And so during the hot seller's market Mm -hmm. that we've had the last two years, buyers were waiving everything. They were not asking anything of the seller. In fact, they were offering things to the seller to entice them to take their offer. Now things have shifted. You're not getting quite as many offers. And so the buyers have a few more rights. Mm -hmm. And we're glad for that because they should be able to ask for things and do an inspection. So let's go over a couple examples of things that buyers can ask for. One is they do an inspection of the home and then they ask for a few repairs after the inspection Mm -hmm. that they would like done before closing. These are usually safety and health issues. They're Mm -hmm. not saying change the color of the living room. It's mostly safety and health. This is normal and you can negotiate it and they're usually pretty small. Right. You mentioned another one, closing costs. Uh, With the interest rates going up, buyers um, are trying to buy down their interest rate. They're trying to lock in a lower interest rate and they're asking the seller to help them with those costs Mm -hmm. and or just regular closing costs. And so that could be a percentage of the sale price or a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. Another concession that might come during the sale is what we call appraisal work orders. So the lender sends the appraiser out to make sure the home has the value that right. it's being sold for. And the appraiser might walk around and say, yeah, I think we need to touch up some paint or this electrical panel is outdated or the roof looks a little old and they don't want to fund the loan until those work orders are done. Sure. We didn't have hardly any work orders the last couple of years. Now we're starting to see them again. No worries. It's all normal. Um, and it's just part of the closing process. Right. The last one that sellers could expect is extra, extra closing time for the buyer to sell their own home first. Yeah. Well, so this is called a contingent sale. Right. And all the contingent sales were at the bottom of the pile during the seller's market. Nobody wanted a a contingent offer. Well, those are coming back as well. Mm -hmm. And 
it might be the only offer a seller gets. So they should work with the buyer and, Mm -hmm. you know, give them the opportunity to sell their own home so they can buy the seller. So these are all normal. No one should take And I bet also what's going to come back more is the lease option. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Because that's a whole other thing um, that's a possibility. Yep. And, and just, you know, outside the box stuff and Mm -hmm. no seller should take offense when the buyer asks for concessions. This is normal. Right. Right. It's a normal part. Okay. Let's get to the next tip. Yes. Usually the best offer comes during the first week. Don't wait for a better one. So this, the temptation is, you know, it was easy when you got 10 offers in the first week, because then you have, you can just choose among them. If you only get one offer in the first mm-hmm. week, you're kind of scratching your head going, well, if we got a full price offer on day six, maybe we'll get an over asking offer on day 10 or den- day 14. Nope. The best offers come in during the first week. So I say, don't, don't scare away the only buyer you've got <laughs> waiting for one that hasn't appeared exactly yet. Um, and you can still counter back and forth when the buyer comes in with their offer. You don't have to accept whatever they're offering. You can counter, um, but encourage more than one offer so they can be competing. The other reason why I want to mention that the best offer usually comes in during the first week is sometimes sellers are tempted to go, well, we'll just go ahead and list it and then we'll finish packing next week. Or we'll just go ahead and list it and then we'll finish the painting on week two or week three. Absolutely have your very best impression to the market on the first day because you're going to get the most traffic during those first few days of that week. And there's a good possibility hardly anyone will look at it during your second week. Right. When you finish packing or painting down. Yes. Exactly. I just saw a listing, Suzanne, that made my jaw drop. It was about a $1.3 million listing and they were terrible photos from like five years ago. And the broker, the listing broker said new photos have been ordered. And so she went ahead and listed a $1.3 million house with terrible old photos And somehow leaving a little note that new photos are going to be ordered is supposed to, well, we can't use our imagination. We don't know what the house looks like with beautiful photography. And so all of the people that look at that $1.3 million listing in this first week are are going to be let down. And she has no way to get them all back. So you just want to hit it hard from the Um, get-go. What's that? I said, good point. Yes. Uh, come out with your best face and, and be ready for the, the traffic to come during the first week. Mm-hmm. Last tip. And this is really, really important. When there's a lot of buyers that are interested in your home, you kind of feel like you can swat them away. Nah, I don't like you. I'm not interested in this. I could live without you. I... Now, if you only get one buyer or two potential buyers, you got to take good care of those buyers. You got to be nice to them. You need to be collaborative and work with the buyer through all the hoops to closing. Mm -hmm. Uh, The most effective way to get to closing is tackle every obstacle in the closing process with a collaborative mindset. 
Your buyer's not your opponent. They're your team member. You have the same goal. You're both wanting to close the sale. Mm -hmm. The lender might be a pain or the appraiser yep. might be a pain, Yep. but your buyer is not the bad guy. So you don't want to work against your buyer. You want to work with them, be flexible, be friendly, be accommodating, let them come in and take measurements for their furniture. Let them come back and do something else. They might be the only one you've got. So you've got to, you've got to take good care of them. Absolutely. <laughs> The days yeah. of, of uh, swatting buyers aside because you have so many to choose from are behind us. Right. So maybe they need to extend the closing date for a few days. Maybe they asked if you'd be willing to leave the patio furniture. Maybe electrical work needs to be done before their lender will fund the loan. I always tell my sellers, my, my senior clients and all the <laughs> folks I represent, it's better to expect obstacles on the way to closing. It's not if there's going to be obstacles, it's what obstacles. Uh, what are be. they going to be? Exactly. And then you're going to navigate through them. And if you have a good broker, they're going to guide you and assist mm -hmm. you through mm -hmm. all of those hoops and those obstacles that are put up on the way to closing mm -hmm. and being friendly and collaborative with the other party is just going to serve your interest really well. You didn't have to six months ago. You definitely need to now. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I remember when we closed or, you know, when my mom, as we sold my mother's house, um, there was a window downstairs in the basement that was, you know, dual pane and it had gotten, um, you know, like. The seal uh, broke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Those they asked us to replace that. And I, I remember we did it. It was the, those were just things that we did. And normally, you know, that those were little things, but they were things that the buyer asked us to do. And we did. And I think there was a couple other things. They wanted the door painted. Right. Yeah. They're, they're little things. Keep the big picture in mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is I'm going to sell my home. There's these people that mm -hmm. want my home enough to put a lot of money exactly. down for it, to pay exactly. me this price for it. Um, and so even when people on the other side of the transaction get a little cantankerous or ask for things that you might not want to do, being friendly and cooperative is going to serve your interest because what if you lost that buyer in the middle of closing and you Very had to go true. all the way back to the beginning and start over again? It's much better to keep everyone working together and being collaborative. So we've gone over a few tips for being successful in a changing market, things that maybe sellers didn't have to do mm -hmm. in the last couple of years, but they should think about now. Yeah. And it all comes down to, um, and we're going to wrap up in the next part, but it all comes down to really having a good broker represent you as yeah. well. Yeah. And, and that's the thing I think that is really the message is, you know, it's okay to say to a, a, a realtor, it's not about just because my nephew's a real, real estate agent. It's they're not, they don't, they're, they're not the same and no, no realtors. You, you have a right to ask, what are you going to do for me? And how are you going to represent me? And what are the things that, you know, that you'll go through and find out on your own of what's available to, to you in services? Because I think a lot of seniors, they, 
have maybe been living in their home for 50 years and they don't necessarily know that there's aerial photos that you can take now. They don't necessarily know that there's virtual tours out there now where you can see where people exactly. are you an actual, you know, home tour. Yep. So um, get online and look and we're very excited. So Rebecca, how do we reach you? Sashservices.com or sashrealty.com and triple eight, 400 SASH. Wonderful, Rebecca. And we are going to be back right after this with a summary of how to have a successful home sale. And Rebecca and I will be with you right after this. We at Answers for Elders, thank you for listening. Did you know that you can discover hundreds of podcasts in our library on senior care? So visit our website and discover our decision guides that will help you also navigate decision-making. Find us at AnswersForElders.com. Hey everybody, Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.